Yo, this is Open Mike Eagle, and I'm chilling with my homies from the Dad Bod Rap Pod, the the my favorite podcast in the damn game, as proof of its position in Stony Island Audio, the home for hip hop podcasts and stuff by people that are old and know things. This is the center of that. Welcome to the center of that. It's Dad Bod Rap Pod. It's OME. What up? And now, it's time for the Dad Bod Rap Pod, with your hosts, Timon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar, an argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod, now fans worldwide say... Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod Rap pod, 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 pod. What's going on, y'all? We here at Thought Fest 2022. Yo, yo. Flash your last roll pass until the cash on the chance. Some dog market running cash out. Get a winner, a winner, hated a minute, 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 a
like, how are you dealing with all that right now? So, me, me personally, I try to, uh, the world is a bit crazy right now, so I try to stay creative in my own, like, like hermit crab space. I go out. I like going out into the festivals. It's awesome. But I try to stay creative and uh, to keep my mind busy and focused and uh, to just get my mind. I do use a lot of what's going on in the world and the rhymes or what I'm working on, but, but I also do kind of uh, stay in my creative space so I can, uh, you know, uh, use it for therapy and a lot of this stuff because the world is crazy. It's crazy right now. For independent, I mean, uh, the streaming and stuff is a little crazy and uh, the algorithms are a little tough to beat sometimes. And it's not just me, it's a lot of incredible artists that are going through uh, getting their views snatched and, and getting their low uh, low uh, uh, page counts. It's just a bananas time right now. Rest in peace, the late great Gift the Gap. Huge, huge fan. Love Black Delicious. He's a big fan of uh, uh, you know bro, uh, Blazing Arrow. Bro, bro, growing up, uh, just a phenomenal lyricist. I was in high school listening to Gap and always loved him. So he reached out to uh, to me and Ray to do our song called Freedom Form Flowing. And uh, I'm really proud of that record because I always wanted to work with Gap. I'm a big, big fan of Gap. And uh, to be able to make that happen, and, and it just, everything came together so beautifully. Very bittersweet, but a great memory. And uh, just awesome guy. Gab, is, Gab was a very awesome, hum humble guy. Four monstrous lyricists. Are you carrying on the tradition, man? Afro, thanks for coming on, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. Who won't cut the blue ribbon? You woke up like who did it? Like show us the stupid. 
from the broke up news clippings. One, two. It'll be endless, I will fight you every day. It'll be endless, I will fight you every day. Dab on Rap Pod. We're all 40 plus, but somehow attending hella music festivals of late. <laughs> and we are here at Thought Fest, the Happiness of Pursuit Festival in Ontario, California. I'm 130 your host, Simone Carter. Joined by my man, Nate LeBlanc. What's happening, bro? Live on the scene, dude. I just uh, <laughs> did not think this was what my weekend was going to be like, but it's pretty tight. We're in a parking lot. The rapper, the amazing rapper Afro is smoking a blunt right by Dave's shoulder. Ninth Wonder and Mussolini are performing. It's, yeah. It's pretty lit. It's dope. And we also have Mr. David Ma. How's it going, bro? Yo, yo. It's really good to be here. First time here. Um, shout out to 60 East for the hospitality and for like, having us on. Yes, sir. Uh, 60 East, who you'll hear a little bit from on, on the latter part of the episode. But um, yeah, so we're out here in Ontario, part of California that none of us has ever been to. We think it's called the Inland Empire. The Inland Empire. Initial impressions is they have hip hop here. Yes, um, there's a bar, and and then they have a festival set up, kind of in a next to the bar. It's it's pretty uh, low key, but it's actually been pretty welcoming so far. The people of Ontario really seem to be into the lyrical shit. Man, we're really looking forward to the rest of the night. We got Sugar Free on deck too, so that's gonna be dope. Yeah. Um, we already ran into some very nice security guards, very intelligent <laughs> and nice security guards off top. But anyways, um, look, the lineup looks sick. We're happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a good time thus far. Uh, beautiful evening. It's good weather. We're outdoors. Yeah. Uh, Open Mic Eagle and Video Dave were on the stage a little bit ago. Uh, it seemed like the new material kind of went over, right? I could not agree more. Um, I Will Fight You, the song produced by Diamond D. Uh, it seems like one of Mike's new hits. Yes, definitely. To Nate's point, hearing hearing Diamond, e, Diamond D's beats live was excellent, man. That, that yeah. beat in particular, live and loud, was sick. Yeah, it, it seemed like the crowd was responding to it uh, as well. So, uh, excited for the album that's about to drop. Yeah, and I think uh, depending on when you hear this, we have an episode with Mike where he breaks down some of the, the themes, the guest appearances, the production, uh, where this uh, fits into his catalog, etc., etc. So um, yeah. super dope that we got here in time to catch Mike live. We also caught um, Afro. Who I Afro said, yes, who killed yeah, it. So, yeah, yeah, we got a little thing with Afro, a little clip, but uh, dope young rapper. Like, he, he was spitting at... at High velocity and doing it live, which totally. is different than necessarily just doing it on track. Right, right. Uh, yeah, with, with, the, with the sun in his face too, just yeah. not not skipping a beat. It was yeah. really dope to see. Uh, shout out, shout out to Open Mike Eagle and uh, Video Dave as well. Like you said, uh, really, uh, yeah. really good to see the homies backstage. I'm, I'm saying uh, we're drinking on Open Mike Eagle's uh, Ryder whiskey as we yeah, speak. Yeah, a little Woodford Reserve, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy, <laughs> low key superstar. But um, yeah, yeah. We're having fun out here. We're gonna to try to get in some more interviews with people. It's the Dad Bar Rap Pod. Pursuing happiness or happy pursuing festivals? Happy, <laughs> thanks for happiness or pursuit nice. festival. Nice. Thanks. Nice. God damn it, I don't even know if I should say this shit on the microphone. We are recording. I we know. should, we <laughs> should. No, we can edit. But I was, I was telling Dave, like, this, this set was a roller coaster because the first two songs they were like, ah, Next two and a half, they were like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can I make an observation from the crowd? Of course. You gave them something else. You started yeah, yeah. Uh, projecting way more. Your eyes were bugged out a little. You 
you yelled a little bit. You, you, it wasn't just them. Well, you're, you're gave it to them. Yeah, you but, had to scream on them to get their attention. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's the, the thing. Is like, okay, right. So, so it, the, uh, the, the performance style mixed in with beats that were more palatable to yeah, yeah. oh you brought out the diamond d oh, yeah you that brought out sounds, the diamond d that sounds diamond so d. good live yeah so yeah. good yeah. Live. I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean we, yeah. we just did a three minute segment and uh in it we said uh that could be your new hit man like yeah it, it, you saw how people reacted already it's like yeah. that's, that's not out yet kind right, of right dude oh the uh which one uh crenshaw uh, and homeland I'll fight, no i'll fight oh, you oh i'll fight you yes yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's out it's out in the context of an album yeah 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 for sure yeah good good response uh to your new material I love how you're holding the microphone. Come on. I just really want to say that. Like this is this is something. This is impressive. I want to take a picture of you. Let's all take pictures of you. That sounds fun. Yasin Bay over here with the old mic. That's really good. Is that is, is that how is that how Yasin Bay podcast? Does he podcast like this? Literally, the picture is Damone being the Supreme clientele cover in the porta potty. Yes. Yes. Right when they open the door. That's fantastic. Do y'all have a, a, a fire? Yeah. yeah. This rap is like serious. Yeah. He said every every rapper, everybody, every person in the crowd that's male is a rapper. Uh, Most of them, for sure. And that you were saying, I heard you talking to somebody about like there's like an inland empire scene, right? Yeah. For of, sure. like, of like rappers and like yeah, it's a off, to me it's an offshoot of Project Glow because there was a time when that energy, like the freestyle, aggressive underground rap energy really had a giant hold on SoCal even outside yeah. of LA like there were different yeah. open mics all around right. but it was all represented like the same kind of like OG good life energy okay. but mixed into all these different hoods around SoCal um, so I feel like the, the, the underground hip hop that took hold out here was an offshoot of the blow you know, yeah, and it's yeah. very, it's very rugged. It's very underground. Like they, like they love chopping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't chop. I don't really chop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's all. I mean, I don't, I don't chop. You are chop. You got a little I mean, chop. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I have a chop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm never chop forward. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. He chops behind. That's fine. Chop adjacent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chopish. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, but you're, have you done Thought Fest before? No, I haven't. Okay. I mean, I've admired it from afar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like a gal I'd like to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got the invite exactly. to prom. I did. Let me ask you a question. You right. can ask me any. Y'all, right. the three of you have full license to ask <laughs> me right, any question right. ever. You might regret that. <laughs> I, I won't. Uh, do you think it was a bit for? It seemed like for a long time Dave was filming the other cameraman. Is that's that a so bit funny? Fucking uh, hilarious! I didn't, if, if that what was happening, I didn't know that, but that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was. I, I don't want to know if that. I, 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 I had not. no idea, yeah. but I'm going now. I'm going to ask him that exactly because that's funny. You know, as fuck. Sometimes 30 seconds feels like five minutes. Like an anti-comedic, <laughs> right? So I, I don't know. I might be. It might have been. Maybe it's know. a meta commentary. Really exactly. Like <laughs> the camera looks at the camera. Yeah. No. Looking at the camera. We always did that when we were doing quarantine drive time radio during the pandemic. Dave used to always point the camera at my phone that was recording the episode, and we were saying that like this is part of what we do. We're just reflecting you back at you, like you know. Camera violence. Yeah, it is. (laughs) But Dave's the only person who ever gets to see the footage. Right. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Is he is he stingy with it? Like, do you ask him for? I don't ask him for nothing. So I don't. (laughs) Maybe he's maybe he's really generous. I have no idea. Uh, Uh, You got a new YouTube show. Yeah. 
where uh, you and Still Rift are like listening to record. Ta- you talking? About. Yeah, it's called Jewel Cases, and we're just fucking listening to music okay. and talking about Was it. Was it fun? Yo, we've taped like eight of them. Nice. They are the best time yeah, ever. Yeah, that sounds super That's fun. Well. It, it is. It's fun as fuck. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's it's, it's such an odd. Are you kind of hoping for a DCMA for the publicity? I'm just kidding. No, I mean, <laughs> like, I just there's there's the 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 assumption that we went in with that no matter what way we ever try to do this, no matter how popular this will ever be, we will never be able to make money off sure, of it sure, in any sure. form <laughs> whatsoever. Like, it's not I like your shit. Statement, so I mean, it, it's just box. like, we just know it, and yeah. we're just going to do it for the love, okay. and we think there's an audience for it. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to keep nurturing it and, and, and hope just and see what happens. It's not that different from what we're doing. We're talking over someone's full set right we now. Really <laughs> Shout out to uh, Ninth Wonder and Mussolini. <laughs> but they're, I think they're done now. Oh, okay. Oh, this okay. This else. is somebody else? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, thought best moves. Like, it, yo, yeah, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Yo. And then right when I was setting up, they was like, can we make it 25? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. God damn. Like that. But I, but I mean, I didn't mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not the worst request I've got today. Like, honestly, uh, so I do, I have, I'm in a position sometimes where I do things that make my job harder. Yeah. One of them being, I do my own audio setup, right? And I program my own beats. Yeah. And in a, in a situation like this, that means I have to fully do that in front of people. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. I've noticed before. this about your shows. Yeah. And it and it takes any chance at mystique that I'm that I would be able mystique to. Mystique doesn't have a rolling suitcase. Exactly. <laughs> All right, but here's here's exactly. how here's how you negotiate that though. Here's how you negotiate that. You come out in a black shirt and black pants <laughs> like you're the tech. I swear to God, 90% of those people would have no idea. That's so funny. And then I just, and go, I just, go, <laughs> I just go back down to the side stage and change, change clothes. Come you're, right back you're on stage. so fucking funny. Costume change, Raskash shirt. Yeah, that's good shit. That's good shit. I might try that that's one day. That's hilarious. You know what? I should I should do road crew with the with the stereo head on. You should. You, you know? just go in. And just, then just yeah. come back with yeah. the, you know. Who's that masked man? Except that I can't see shit when I have that thing on. That's the only, that's the only problem. We'll work, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Zero visibility. I know you said you're not doing it today. Are you going to do it? I am going to do it. Okay. Are, have you seen the movie Frank? Do you know about yes. the mystique I, of that I, whole thing? I, I with the Frank. love that yeah, shit. I do too. Yo, there's a scene in that movie where they're at lunch or they're at a restaurant or something, and like he says something about how many views this video got. It was like seventeen thousand. Interesting. And then like some professional influence person was like, "Oh, that's nothing." And like his head dropped, and I was like, "That is the realest like, shit ever." He can act uh, with that head on. He, he's a fully formed part of the movie with the head as a barrier the whole time. It's Michael Fassbender wearing his paper mache. Oh, have y'all not seen it? Yo, it's incredible. Insane. Such a good movie. Kind of an indie rock movie. But I think it's an indie musician movie. Sure. That's what I'm, like, the thing that they ended up pointing at with his reaction to, like, Oh, he thought he did something. Right. Yeah. But then he was around somebody who was supposed to take it to the next level, and yeah. they informed him in real time that his... That was shit. It was shit. nothing. Yeah. Right. It was nothing. That's why I feel on a 700-ish tweet. <laughs> 700 retweets, likes. Uh, hey, there's, there's uh, a, there's a video Dave. A video Dave appears. Making an audio cameo. Dave, <laughs> that makes this table Stony Island. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, Blunt guts. Blunt podcasting. Guns. 
The bottle's over there. I didn't know. I didn't know this was happening. Yeah. I would have been we're live here with Video Dave, who has misplaced the bottle. <laughs> oh no! This, this story is getting twisted. They are live here with Video Dave, who just found out they were doing a live podcast, uh, and Video Dave wasn't invited. <laughs> but it's all right. Stay tuned for live updates. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's honestly. I'm sorry. Oh I no, no, no. I was going to say, so do you and Dave have, like, a stash of music? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just I mean, tons? Well, you'll hear more about that soon. Okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, we, we've, been, we've been in the... We've been in the um, in the in the laboratory. Okay. Yeah, there are okay. joints. Joints. Okay. There are joints. The repository of joints. Like, yeah. so the, the two, three songs that are on my album, Tip of the Iceberg. All right. With, okay. with, with okay. me, Dave, and Riff. Okay. Okay, dope. Dope. Now, is that Circuit City coming out soon? Is that dropping as a single? Uh, when is this episode coming out? Uh, maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, it's coming out. Uh, it's coming out this Tuesday. Oh, okay, okay. So that's uh, October something in real time. The album is coming out. Do you have any kind of like pre-album jitters and shit? Do you yeah. be like the last six weeks of my life have been hell internally? Because <laughs> like you hit that point where you're like. Okay, it's coming. Yeah. And I can't change anything about it. Can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, just like whatever whatever I think is a you mistake. You don't have the Kanye powers. Right. You can't be like take that shit back. My, <laughs> relationship, my relationship with my distributor is not the same as Kanye's <laughs> at all. We're different. We're if, different. If I ask them to change anything, it's going to knock my shit back 3 to 5 months. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you sure. you would have that relationship with your distributor if that's the way you treated them. If you just said Hey, my album's coming out July 5th. And then, like, you didn't turn anything in until July 14th. Like, you could do it. No. No, I couldn't do it. That's the thing. Like, I, I can't just say some shit's coming out. I have to, like, do things. Yeah. Got to press buttons. Got to upload shit. You know? And it's, it's pressed. It's uploaded. It's about to come out yeah. on the world. Uh, save the title one more time. Component system with the auto reverse. With the auto system with the auto reverse. With the auto reverse. I thought Dave's on and don't even know the name. No, I I knew. No, no, no. I knew the name. Actually, I thought the name was a tape called Component. That's the the real name. Yeah, but it's not the business name. (laughs) Auto reverse is a business. All right. So, uh, Dave, you're part of the writing process. When he said his only ops are supernatural. Did you not think for a second oh, that, that it was about Supernatural? <laughs> the rapper? No. Okay. No, See, like ghosts. See? Okay. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay. Literal Supernatural. Yeah. All right. So, so Dave's in on the conspiracy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got gear. You were talking to me about you got gear that you're working on. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I wish you guys could see the hats. Uh, and, I, and I asked you about gear for big-headed men. And for the record, you're not anti-big head men, but you're just like, it's not my problem. Bring no. me a hat for your bucket-ass head and David. No, I just, I just think that people, there are a lot of people in this world who think that their head is very big and that their head looks bad in hats. And my response to that is, yo, you got to get out of your head. You got to get out of that big-ass head. That sounds, and like, that sounds like it's reminding them of the thing that they're no. trying to not pay attention to. Get get out of that big-ass head and what, stop thinking like that. What, what they want to hear... Hats look like hats. What they want to hear is that my head's not really big. But instead you're saying, no, your head is big and you have to get out of it. Because people say... I can't wear hats because I've got a big head. Right. That doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Wear a hat. Until you put that shit on. No. What is your fitting size? Seven and three eighths. 
Right. Which I think might be kind of big. It's and I'm bald. <laughs> I'm bone dry bald. I, I used no to be hair. able to wear that. I used to be able to wear that. Did your hair get bigger? You still got hair. First of all, you still got hair. Motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> with hair be picking. You got a good head of hair. Too. Yeah, you got, got a good hair solid hair. Hat yeah, yeah, yeah. complaints. Hat complaints. You got hair. Hat complaints. You got hat complaints. I'm mad as hell. I ain't got no hair. That's real shit. Hat complaints. Uh, I rescind that on behalf of the, the Sorry. Hair community. People with hair don't understand. Us bald motherfuckers. This is all we could do. It's not all you could do. As a black man, you always have bald privilege. You could always pull up. Did yeah, LeBron really shave his head? No, that's he didn't. He didn't. That's what, he showed up to media day with, with, a, with, with, a, with a little a short. Yeah, his usual, I guess. His usual <laughs> rug. LeBron, look at LeBron. He's like, what, top? He's top 10 people? Yeah. Out of all people, LeBron's like top 10? Yeah. This motherfucker still is playing silly hair games. <laughs> <laughs> because being bald is that bad. That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. That is so dope. I didn't get Ninth Wonder, but I got Weed Pop Rocks. Okay. That sounds so dangerous. Are you sure it's not meth? <laughs> What's going on, y'all? We here at Thought Fest 2022 with Locksmith, man. How you feeling, brother? Feel great, man. Feels good to be out here. Uh, you know, rocking it for all those people. West Coast, it's love, it's love, man. Yeah, man. Uh, we're from the Bay, too. We're yeah, from San Jose. Richmond, right? What's up, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, man? Yes. You know, so, I mean, you have a lot of history back there. Um, tell us about, like, your early battle days. Like, how was, you know, how was battling, like, Mr. Fab and all that? Man, that was like earning the stripes. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love yeah. those days, man. Fab is my brother, my homie. You know, we just we kind of created a scene, yeah. you know, at that moment in time. You know, I always, the Bay always had a hip-hop scene, but that was kind of like our new little scene. No, no. And it was dope to just be a part of it, rocking those shows at Berkeley. Yeah. Mr. Fab, the team, Frontline, Balance. Yeah. Um, a lot of other dope MCs. It was just EA Ski. It was just great, man. JT, the bigger figure. Everybody yeah. coming through, showing love, same Wow. It was a beautiful time. And it really kind of kicked off this, this whole movement. Now you have rappers like Simba. Who I hear, and I'm like, oh, I hear, I hear some locksmith in that. I hear some of the, That's some dope, of that man. battle, the Bay Area battle technique in that. Do you, hey, you feel, see where I'm coming from? If I could have influence on anybody to be dope, Simba's dope. Yeah. I just shared his uh, freestyle on my page, his yeah. album on my page. He's super dope. Uh, yeah, man. So it's beautiful, man. If I can contribute to that, I'm honored. Yeah, that's that's for real, man. So you you rock today. You had a set. Uh, how is it touring? How are you? How is it being out again in the it's world? Great, man, I went. Out, I went on my first tour earlier uh, earlier this year. It was weird. It was weird. It was strange. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's beautiful. Um, especially an event like tonight. Yeah. Today, you know, everybody coming together. Super dope. You know. Yeah. Super uh, hip hop uh, centric event. Yeah, for sure. man. That's that's what's, that's what's really dope. That's yeah. what's missing. Yeah, absolutely. I think this event is going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a dope event. We're we're happy to have some of your time. Who are some of your like top lyrical influences? Like, who did you kind of come up listening to? In the very beginning, KRS-One. Hey. My brother used to be playing. Used to be playing KRS-One. Big Daddy K. My sister was playing NWA. Okay. Ice Cube. Okay. And then when I started.
right. Developing my own taste. Nice. Okay. Jay-Z. Jay-Z is my all-time favorite. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a bunch of other cats, but... That's, that's what you're... The foundations of your, of your that's style. That's what made me want to rap. Absolutely. Uh, you have content, man. You're one of the rappers that always comes through. It's not just battle rap for battle rap's sake. You know, you try to drop some knowledge in the rhymes. Uh... Do you think that's what's missing right now? Do you think there's there's room for more of that in hip-hop today? Absolutely, yeah. It definitely is needed. I mean, hip-hop is so big now. There's space for everything. Um, I mean, you got artists that are dropping content that are giving you deep meaning. You know what I mean? But the more, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Who are some artists right now that you're fucking with? That you're like, these... I, mean, I love Kendrick, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Simba's new album. Okay. Did you fuck with Kendrick's last album? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay. Okay. I like Damn better. Oh yeah. But I like this album. Um, I think my least favorite Kendrick album was the Pippa Butterfly. Same. I didn't. I mean, I think it's dope. It just wasn't really for me. Okay. Damn was like incredible. Yeah. I loved it. That's, a, that's an incredible um, record. Marussell. Hey. You know what I'm What's the dude? Corday. Okay, fuck with Corday. Okay. It's a bunch of dope shit. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, hey, we're glad to have you on. You got a new project coming up you want to talk to folks about? Yeah, I don't have anything done yet. I'm working on it. I'm taking my time. Yeah. But um, top of next year, I start releasing it. Okay. I'm like, I'm recording, mixing, and... Um, and writing at the same time. So okay, okay, you're doing a... I, hopefully okay. I should be done within the next couple months. Okay. And then I'll start putting out music. I want to drink. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on the program, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, nice to meet you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Oh, we've been recording for how long? Oh, oh Hop on with me. Hop on with me. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh... Live and direct from Bobfest. Hey. Uh, this went from being, so, we felt so awkward to being so fun. <laughs> so fast. So, so fast. So fast. I don't know if part of it has to do with the sun going down and kind of the night vibe coming into this, but um, it's it's been quite an afternoon already. And uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to jump on real quick and say, and I don't know if we'll use this or not, but I'm proud to announce I'm not too jaded to get starstruck when the far side walks by. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I was talking to my new friend, and uh, they they walk by, and I'm like, holy shit, man, that's fucking fat lip. Like, yeah, like it's really him. Yeah, it was it was awesome, and now they're just kind of wandering around back here, and I I grew up listening to the far side, man. Like, his all right is one of my very favorite records of all time. I've seen them live a bunch of times, um, including at Lollapalooza '94. Yeah, yeah, it had just. That it had just come out in like old yeah. cycles. Yeah. Um, they were side stage, yeah. and now they're main stage here at the Thought Fest, and it, it's pretty uh, fucking awesome. Man. Saw, saw them perform at uh, De Anza Day 1995, nice. which is where the picture, if you have the Lab Cabin in California uh, vinyl. Is that right? Yeah, that's a, that's a picture of the show from that day. They wore, the, wore those white suits? Yeah, where they wore the white suits. Video Dave, The Far Side. When did, you, when did you first hear The Far Side? Oh, man, when did I first hear the far side? I'm not sure. Uh, it must have been um, the Bizarre Ride passing me by. I don't remember when I first heard it. I know that uh, there's this old video at Christmas, like family Christmas, me and my cousin and my brother. My cousin and I would rock over my brother Craig. 
and my uncle recorded this video of us and we rapped Passing Me By. That probably was 1996. Yeah. And that's my first far side memory, but I I like I knew the song word for word at that point. So. Like for your family, your aunties, your grandma? Like we were at Christmas and my uncle had his you know, VHS video camera, and he's like, hey, boys, do something. Yeah. And we decided to rap Farside. Did you both do both parts, or were you fat lip? How did it work? It was the three of us, me, my brother, and my cousin, nice. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and nice. we all, we knew the whole song, and we just, it was like, that's my first time I really remember performing a rap. Hey. And, like, it was this video. I don't, I haven't seen the video. I've never seen it. Well, my uncle was filming us, and he was like, "Hey, boys, it's Christmas. Do something." The family party. Yeah, that's dope. I, I feel like in the olden days that would have been like Motown or Sam Cooke or something yeah. else. And in your at your age, that's what you're into. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we just, hey, we know this. Yeah. And we just we did pass me by, and like that's awesome. Yeah. Now, also a great rap video. Yes. Like in terms of like all time rap videos. Oh, it's like, great. Yeah. Hugely important. Have you run into them in rap circles? You know, uh, this one time years ago, maybe three years ago, four years ago, we did this show at uh, Dynasty Typewriter in LA. And I can't help but like speak to the beat. It's weird. Oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah, so that's weird. funny. That's I, funny. I hear it, myself doing it. The music it. is but in you. This one time we did this show in uh, Dynasty Typewriter, and Fat Lip was there, and Funk Dubious was there, oh. and Mike did a set, and they had a set. At a certain point, Fat Lip was up there doing classic, classic material, and like I was backstage peeking out from the back, rapping along, and Fat Lip was like, "Come on stage!" Oh hell yeah! And I did. Passing me by, and I did. Uh, I don't know which other. There were two other songs we did. Damn. We did some classic. What up, Fat Lip? Maybe. What up, Fat Lip? No, no, no. Okay. It was, it was like older the, shit. Yeah, no. Passing me by. Um, it's right there, tip of the tongue, and I'm I'm blanking. But we did like three super classic. Oh, that's that's great, dog. Like, just on I did stage. him on stage with yeah, him. Yeah, that's so like, cool. Because he was up there doing them himself. And, you know, I don't know all the politics, and I'm not going to get into all that, of the politics of then performing and who performs on stage. But he was doing this showcase. He was doing these songs by himself. And I was backstage going crazy. Yeah, he was like, hey, you, get, you know what's like, up. Come out. You were, like, literally hype, so he made you his hype yeah, man. Yeah, and... And I did the other verses, and then he just did his verses. Yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> and it was a wonderful day. That's super that's dope. A, that's an all-time all experience. Yeah, it uh, was. Bizarre Ride, funnest hip-hop record of all time? Is funnest? No, it's not the funniest. Uh, what's more fun than Bizarre Ride? What's funnier than Bizarre Ride? Bizarre Ride is hilarious. I love it. What's fun? fun. Like, more fun. fun. Yeah. Most fun. Most yeah, fun. Yeah. Most, Most fun. fun. Uh, it's got to be up there. It's up there. Bizarre Ride is right there. But right closer or super closer, most fun is fucking uh, Prince Paul, Prince McBeat. All right. I have all right. so much fun when I listen to that album. Yeah. I would have accepted uh, any of the first three De La Soul records for sure. Yeah. 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 And, and Balloon Mindset is a great time. Balloon Mindset's a party. Yeah. And you 
you're driving along in your car by yourself and you're having so much fun. Totally. You're singing along. It's like yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're here. Uh, we're talking over Sci High set right now, which is like banging, by the way. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. You can hear that rumble. Yeah. Sci High um, got some skills. I like Sci High. Yeah, Sci High is, is super dope. We're here at Thought Fest. Uh, Night has fallen here at the festival. Yes. Uh, it's the great weather. I think the far side are going to come on in a little bit. How many of them will be here? We here on the near side. Well, Dave, we survived. We went to Ontario. <laughs> uh, we hung out at the Thought Fest. We actually ended up having like a super fun time. And it was not always clear that we would, but um, it's a really cool little festival. And I think for the couple ones that we've done, this one has its niche, which is like, if you are into lyrics, and chopping and like right. hardcore rapping this is the festival for you do you agree with that take totally and i think um i think um mike eagle when we talked to him super agreed with that too when he mentioned that half the crowd is is rappers and their girlfriends right and um yeah no certainly i mean people were definitely really into all the nuances of the actual rapping itself i mean you have afro on stage just chopping things into bits the second we walk there um locksmith goes on later i mean certainly sugar free is not the uh the a lyrical mastermind but he was a hometown hero and and we'll, totally. we'll get to that part later but it's yeah. very it was very awesome to see him in his hometown and getting that sort, sort of love i mean not not unlike if we saw e40 in oakland you know what i mean right totally um so we that's actually you made like the perfect comparison because he's actually from vallejo but if he right. was in oakland it would be right. it would be like right it's right there and then he's from 
what is it pomona which is like right there like we which is right there to pomona totally, totally. Um, and yeah yeah and does vallejo even have concerts no i'm just kidding right. yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> um so uh, one thing that i think is interesting about this and like i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and recommend and not just because we got this access that if you if you see someone you like on the bill for the next stop fest or the one after that or the one after that you should go because there's a huge chance you could meet them and talk mm-hmm. to them and see them up close in a way that's like it's different than a club show where there there is a backstage where when they get off stage they're going to go disappear with their homies right. and their beers like there's kind of nowhere to go but the crowd so it's like if you're like super into Tumex or AWOL one like this is mm-hmm. the perfect show to go to because not only can you see their like tight set where they're probably going to do the kind of songs you want to hear because there's no time to f around you there's a huge chance you could just be like hey wall i'm over here and dap them up you know what i mean totally and he'll go a wall over the vip area and just like <laughs> meet you um yeah. yeah it's uh as and as you guys will um hear later in the 60 east interview shout out to 60 um it's such it, it's an intimate festival if that can make sense you know if he before we were on site he was trying to give us the lay of the land and trying to give us a framework of what everything looked like and it was um he said it was a small festival it's like in a parking lot and blah 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 but to your point nate um you know um it's a type of festival that you could run into merce at at the bar later because you guys are sharing the same bar you know what i mean totally um are <laughs> I actually want you to talk about this a little bit, Dave? Like, we, I don't know if people know this, but doing the podcast, we actually don't hang out that much. Like the three of us in real life, like we're, we're Damone and I torturing you when you were trying to sleep on the road trip. Down. That's hilarious. I was just telling, uh, I was just telling Jen this. Um, no, you're not torturing me at all. The only thing was the night before I got barely any sleep. So I was like, fuck, I'm just going to crash on the way there. But yeah. I totally wasn't asleep. I just had my sunglasses on. Yeah. But I was, so I was amazed at, at how you guys were able to speak nonstop for six hours. And then, and there's probably not another couple cats that I would put, put up with that easily. Like you guys were talking about work and not just rap and life and all that. And, and I was, I was fully aware of everything, even though I was trying to close my eyes. Yeah. Um, it's, it was Crazy. funny. Uh, Demo- someone was texting Debone, probably his partner as well, going like, what's, you know, how's it going while we're on the ride? He's like, it's a six hour podcast. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just us bantering, but it's a little bit more about real life and stuff and right. food and when to stop. And mm-hmm. I, I have to, I, I enjoy that time. We just don't, you and I used to kick it pretty hard dude it would not be it would not be rare for uh, an evening to start at 10 p.m and then we'd spend six hours chopping it up well into the morning but that is not how life is anymore so um it was really fun it was cool to i i always think of these like little business trips as like they're like not only so we can make a podcast it's like it's like unstructured time for us to hang out and not have kind of as much real life responsibility that we return to real life very quickly on this one. Very, very quickly. I mean, a lot of these trips that we end up doing just end up becoming a sort of whirlwind experience, but it's really cool because like you said, it's almost like a, it's almost like a offsite work bonding experience, even though totally. we're already friends. And, and we, life, we you know? all three of us hate that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> totally. Do totally. not ask me to do an icebreaker. Do not ask me to totally. go into a breakout room. Fuck that. Right, I was like, just going to say I that. I hate yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> but yet when, when it's just the three of us, and I think it's, I, I don't know, man, there's just something special about when we get out in the real world and see totally. how it's just like weird stuff happens. Cool stuff happens. Um, if you can, can you describe 
the situation where, okay, Sugar Free gets off stage, even though the far <laughs> side and reason were yet to perform, that really felt like the emotional peak of the concert. And I've right. got some good footage that I think people just heard of not footage audio of the of the concert and he's he's magnetic up there he's got his crew mm -hmm. he's drinking mm -hmm. hennessy he's cracking jokes totally and then he comes off the stage and what happened then <laughs> <laughs> well we're in the middle of taking a picture with another on-site uh, reporter i believe and then I, I hear Damone whisper my name a little bit just just you know in earshot and i turn over and literally Sugar Free and I just lock eyes and I'm like, what the heck is going on? But let me preface it and go back a little bit before, because I think the reason why he gravitated to us is because we were sitting there maybe an hour before he set before his set and he walked through with his entourage and we saw him. Right. And I mean, and immediately we're just like legend, legend, you know, and I think that made an impact on him. I think he fucking remembered us. Yeah. That's why on his way out, he was like, I got to say what's up to these fools. You yeah. know what I mean? Totally. And, 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 and like, like I, I think we'd like to think it's because we're such great, well-known podcasters, but I actually no way. It's, what, it's what you're saying. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely not. I, <laughs> uh, he was just like, you know, I saw these cats on my way in, they're respectful, I'm going to say that. And yeah. he does seem like the type of artist, and again, who knows, but we were like in his backyard. Yeah. You know, he is the type of artist that seems like, yeah, he, he wants to shake hands. He wants to dap you up a little Man bit. of the people. Man of the people, dude. People's champ, you know. And um, it's funny because the scene, um, move, moving back fast forward, the scene when we were taking pictures with him, um, 60 East was trying to take a picture with him, uh, take a picture of us with him. And the phone wasn't working. And I right. believe he, he thought it was on video. So he's making all these weird hand gestures and motions into the camera and like all this stuff. I will never Thinking. forget his moves he started doing when he was like, it's like he <laughs> had been in a picture before. He was like reaching for the camera. At reaching one point he turned around and right. did the double thumbs to the yes. Sugar Free Kings jersey. It totally. was like it, it was like two minutes that felt like 20 minutes. Right. And right. Uh, my little thing that I'll always remember for that was I, um, I looked him in the eye, we shook hands and I was like, I, you know, I, I understand we're kind of, and on your home turf, uh, your performance was great. I am a huge fan of yours. And he kind of gave me the, oh, psh. you know, like he, <laughs> he wasn't there to be lauded or to totally. hear about his thing. What he actually said to all three of us was he's like, oh, it's so great doing this close to home. I've been cooking all weekend. And I get to get back to my projects. <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh, unbelievable. I know. I know. It was really cool. And, you know, as a side note, I mean, it was a long, exhaustive day. I mean, we drove there. Um, I had a couple failed eating experiences and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then basically checked in and checked right out and went to the, and went to the festival. So, you know, just being an older dude in general, I'm kind of tired. Then I'm a couple whiskeys deep. Then I'm a couple mushroom caps deep. And then as everything is peaking, there's sugar free in our face. So totally. it was, it was delightful, but also just colorful and just totally unforgettable to be honest. Yeah, totally. It ended up being really fun. And, uh, Big shout out to 60 East, who the founder of the festival, who you guys are going to hear from in a minute. I don't think him taking pictures of us and Sugar Free for 20 minutes was on his agenda right then. <laughs> and like, um, I don't know if we're supposed to talk about this or not. A, a little bit before that, like probably 40 minutes before that, he had came over. He did some shots with you guys. Yep, he let yep. his guard down and he was like, okay, everyone's chill. 
everything's yeah. done. I get to have yeah. fun now. And it's like probably like 17 hours into an 18 hour day for him at that totally. point. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, now that we've done festivals and, um, you know, I've done them in the past and now that I do it with the podcast with you guys, you know, anytime you talk to an organizer or promoter, um, the only time they're relaxed, they're finally relaxed is when there's like two acts left because yes. that's like the end of your shift. Right. Totally. And so it was really cool to catch him in that moment. And yeah, like you said, took a couple of shots with us. Every time he walked by, he would say, yo, y'all need anything? Just completely hospitable, completely professional. And I mean, he performed during the day too. I mean, let's not, let's not let us not forget that he's also an artist in, in totally. his own right. Yeah. Um, so before we get to the 60 East interview, we have a little business to take care of. Uh, Dave, where can people find us online? You can find us on Twitter at DadBodRapPod. You can find us on Instagram at DadBodRapPod as well um socials facebook uh i just was on facebook the other day and we have 500 followers for hey for something thank you that 500 was... grandmas <laughs> <laughs> i mean i literally never check that thing it's a it's a big tumbling weed for me but yeah um kind of cool to see every once in a while you get a notification yeah that's dope um and also you can find us on our patreon we right. have already posted a Patreon segment from backstage at the festival of us uh, chopping it up with Video Dave, um, talking about <laughs> classic albums from junior high era and just like, just growing down with like the world's coolest guy, Video Dave. So that's some bonus content you can only get on our Patreon. I might find a few other shards of festival content. And then there's been a few things I've been asked not to publish and I'm a good guy, <laughs> so I'm not going to. Um, but it, it, the... It's so weird. We talked about this a little bit at um, when we went to Boise for Tree Four Festival. You like when you're inside the festival, you're in this other world with other rules. And mm -hmm. this one had this weird lawlessness and like chaoticness, where like the the line between front and backstage was a tarp, and it's right, like right. it's like it, everything depends on which side of the tarp you're on. And it, I think we were confounding people by having our own little area in the backstage you know air right. quotes but thank you so much to 60 for setting that up for us because we kind of didn't know what to do with ourselves and but then we're, i think everyone's like oh these guys have like 20 percent of the backstage like who are they <laughs> totally totally yeah. i it must have surprised people that we had that much real estate quite frankly yeah and um yeah and then we as soon as we got there you know afro was using our our, our tent to uh, roll a blunt you know totally. that's, what, the, that's the when the i coolest, approached them the coolest person we met that day i would say but that, that we didn't previously already know was definitely afro like what a nice guy what a nice guy what what a, a humble guy and what, what a fan of the music i, I mean he's uh, that's just beaming off of him totally um i actually was wandering around or at the other stage maybe when this went down how did uh we connect with locksmith um i just saw him talking to another press person and i just approached him and said nice. yeah hey i'm david ma from blah 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 also here with the podcast can we talk and he's like i'm gonna do this interview right now give me five minutes and once it was over he walked over and was like yo we ready i'm like yes sir you know so again it was a small enough um, environment for those sort of interactions to be able to take place without too much um, impediments and, and confusion. That's dope, man. Keys open doors. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So let's uh, like, thank you to 60 East. Thank you to ThoughtFest. Thanks to everyone who performed and messed with us and shared their writers with us. And um, yes. thanks to the CBD people who gave me samples oh and did you yet, take yet. those yet i haven't i haven't okay, yet but okay, i'm leaving okay. in the audio where mike warns me that it might be meth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so that part is so funny, dude. That that part that was when the night was getting surreal, and I had not even opened this little packy yet. I actually don't know where that is right now. I should find it. <laughs> um, so everyone, Ontarians, Inland Empiricals, uh, thank you for uh, hosting us and providing us a surreal day of like intense lyricism. Uh, I don't know if you did this day, but when Damone and I were driving home, we had to listen to like some other shit. We listened to some jazz. We listened to oh. some like stereo lab <laughs> and stuff like that. Like I could not take another lyrical assault. No, um, totally. Yeah, and it was just, anyway, it was, it was really fun. Thanks for uh, organizing everything. And now let's um, ride out on this thought fest uh, extravaganza. And this is our interview with founder artist and now friend of the program 60 east dad bod rap club Dad Bod Rap Pod. Every week we are talking to people who are moving and shaping hip hop culture. This week is no different. Joining us in Zoom, we have the mastermind behind the happiness of Pursuit Festival 60 East. What's happening, man? What's going on, guys? Man, living living the dream. Uh, thankful to, to get the invite to come down to uh, the happiness of Pursuit Festival in Ontario. Um how did you get into this? How did you get into this? Uh, rap festivals is a very interesting line of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I mean, it's a long story. Um, I guess we could start at, I mean, I'm an artist first and foremost. And after years of, you know, getting to tour and perform at festivals and kind of get that bug. Uh, I've always been independent, always kind of done our own thing or whatever. And we were booking like shows with headlining acts with like uh, we would book like Dead Prez and Immortal Technique and stuff like that in Sacramento because I was part of a label called First Dirt based out of Sacktown. And then that's where kind of we got like the idea of like booking headliners and throwing shows and stuff. And we had always played with the idea of throwing a big show with multiple headliners and stuff like that. Eventually, you know, I ended up going solo and um, continuing to throw little events. And then I kind of got the opportunity to uh, throw a bigger event at this venue where, where the festival is held at via my brother-in-law who started, uh, he became one of the owners of the venue. Mm -hmm. And I started throwing little shows inside the venue. And then he kind of hit me one day and was like, yo, what could we do if we throw something in the parking lot? And I was like, let me see what I could do. And that's where the first festival was born. Man, that's great. It's really cool to sort of hear your background as well. And just off top, when I first heard of the festival, Happiness of Pursuit, I really thought it was like a clever name and just a sort of like positive representation. Can you sort of let us know what the origin story of the name was? Uh, yeah, I actually read a book called the, the Happiness of Pursuit, Finding the Journey That Will Bring Meaning to Your Life. And the, mm. the Happiness of Pursuit part always stuck out to me. And the concept of the book was this dude, he wanted to visit every country in the world before the age of 35. Mm. But instead of telling the story about himself, he told the story through the stories of other people he met that were on journeys of their own. Mm. And it reminded me of my journey as an artist and all the touring that I've been able to do and meeting artists in different states and countries and stuff like that. 
and always wanting, you know, we always have that conversation like, yo, you know, if you're ever in, in California, hit me up, I'll find you a show or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of happened. We, you, we have a lot of those conversations, but it rarely kind of happens. And then I had the idea of what if I built this platform that allowed all those people that I met on my journey to come perform in California in front of my audience and the platform that I've been able to build. So it really was a, a reflection of the book, but just instead of doing it in book form, I did it in festival form. That's that's super dope. How long has the festival been going? Uh, 2017 was our first year. And then, you know, we had COVID in the middle. But uh, yeah, so we're in our fifth year. <laughs> and now and now you back. Um, can you talk a little bit about how do you uh, put together the lineup? We see this year Reason is the headliner. Um, how, how do you go about putting together a lineup for a festival like this? Um, some of it, I mean, goes back to the concept. Uh, a lot of the artists on the bill are artists that I've been able to meet on, on my journey as an artist around the country and stuff like that and wanting to invite them and giving them an opportunity. Other than that, it's just kind of being in tune with what's going on right now. You know, who's doing their thing independently. You know, the, that's basically the main rule of the festival is you got to be independent and you couldn't have performed at the festival before. So we always keep our eyes open and we like to uh, involve and incorporate all the different branches of the hip hop tree because there's so many. So we like we don't want to stick to one sound. We want to bring different flavors, different sounds from around the country in and kind of incorporate them together along with different generations. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, we just we just kind of try to have a, a, you know, a mixture of everything. That's great to hear, man. You know, you mentioned a couple of times already about um, you being an artist first and foremost. And, you know, for those who don't know, I mean, or for those who just think of you as this festival organizer, can you let the people know about your musical journey as well? Uh, yeah, like I had came in as a solo artist. I got, I got quote unquote signed to an independent label out of Sacramento called First Dirt. Um, as First Dirt, we were able to tour nationally, um, work with a lot of different artists in the game. Eventually we got the recognition of MERS who was throwing the pay dues festival at the mm. time and at the time you know if you got on the pay dues festival you were you were you were on you know what I mean it, it kind of meant you were one of the top people in the independent scene doing your thing and that was kind of the qualifications to get on the pay dues festival and getting to get on the pay dues festival kind of gave us a career and set us on a whole nother journey and getting to tour and become part of the college circuit and just just become a, a, a like a staple in like California as a, as a national group or whatever. Eventually I ended up going solo and started releasing solo projects. And then I really started building a buzz overseas. So I started touring in Europe uh, every six months for a few years, eventually getting on a big, a bunch of big festivals out there and being able to just be a headliner out there. And then getting picked up by a booking agency out here in the States. I got to, you know, they were able to put me on tours like the Jericho Jackson tour with Elzai and Crisis via Ninth Wonder, the Sky Zoo and uh, Pete Rock tour for the Retropolitan album. Um, you know, I got toured Joel Ortiz, Apathy, uh, just really a bunch of people. And um, yeah, I've just, I just kind of had my own journey as an artist, which continue to have too. And now I just kind of got both of these things on my plate, which kind of helped build off of each other. That's that's super dope. Um, in your in your travels and in your touring, uh, what's a, a couple things that you learned that if you were to meet like a younger artist just just starting to tour, what are, what are some of your tour lessons that you would share with them? Uh, merchandising that was one of the things I learned 
or learned early on, really the out of all the people I've worked with, I would say that Apathy and Self-Titled, their merchandise game was crazy. When I got to tour with them, I seen they had over like 30 designs on the merch table. And I'm like, wow, usually people have like one or two and like a record or something. These dudes have literally 30 shirts, 10 different kinds of vinyls, 10 different mm. kinds of CDs. And as, you know, one of the openers, like I would help them run the merch booth um, at the end of every night or whatever, because I'd be selling my merch too. And I'd just be there selling theirs. And I would see how much money came in every night off of that merchandising. And sometimes that, the value of the merch made up for the difference in the show you know what i mean mm. and, um that would be that would be step one like if you're gonna hit the road make sure they got you got as many merchandise items as possible yeah, right on well you know damon had mentioned um a little bit earlier about um us being excited to check out the festival which we certainly are but speaking of festivals you were at hyro day recently as well right you're up in, in uh oakland yep. yes sir you know, um, that was our first time out since Hyro Day, and I know that was their sort of first bounce back since since uh, the pandemic. Um, what were what were some of your takeaways, and how did that day strike you? Besides the heat that day, <laughs> oh yeah, <it> hella <laughs> hot. Oh, hella hot. Hyro Day was dope. I, I had never made it up there for a Hyro Day, so I was like, you know, it makes sense. We're promoting the festival, and I've always wanted to go, so I was like, yo, let's let's make the trip. Um, it was cool. What, what I really liked was that it really represented Oakland and the flavor of Oakland. It really felt like an Oakland festival. And I, I believe I heard you guys say that in, in the recap episode. And it, it really stood out to me. And I think um, we're kind of trying to do something similar with, with the festival where we're located and giving people the flavor of where we're at. You know what I mean? We're not LA. We're not San Diego. There's a whole whole piece of California in between that that has its own representation and its own style and all that and um really want to incorporate that into the show which is definitely something uh I took from High Road Day and um sound set and you know different shows like that. Absolutely and we're we're looking forward to kind of understanding the Ontario flavor. I just spent the last couple of days being like not Canada. Yeah. We we yeah. going we going to SoCal. Um as somebody who organizes these events and, and works with a lot of rappers, um, what's what's something what's something that people might not know? Like one of the the challenges of of organizing and corralling something as big as this. Like, what's one of the the primary challenges that you deal with? Rappers, rappers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it for you, but <laughs> I'm sure you guys know from, from the amount of rappers you've had on the show, but rappers are <laughs> the best at communication. Um the, you got the egos, you have the divas, you have you have all that stuff. And really, like I, yeah, it sucks getting to see that side of someone that you you're a fan of. Mm. Um I've learned to deal with it at this point because a lot of the times it's not the artist, it's the manager or the booking agent or whatever it may be that's responsible for the bad communication or or what have you. But um, yeah, that's that's definitely number one. Working with, I mean, artists in general. I don't want to just generalize. Yeah, yeah. it's rappers. not just rappers. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely heard it about bands and stuff like that too. But yeah, working anytime you got to work with artists, it's even the music industry, it's just not corporate America. People don't respond to emails on time. People aren't professional. It's really like a laid back industry and people are, are on their own time. And that's something where if you're trying to build something structured and like a structured business that, that facilitates and operates on time schedules and stuff like that, it's hard to do in the music industry. Who, who's the most solid, though, that you've worked with that's that's the most pro 
or what couple of artists that you work with that are super on top of their shit? Um, to be honest, I think it would be like uh, some of the smaller artists, maybe like the middle, middle size artists that are able to, to really stay on top of everything. Of course, like I, I can't get too mad at the bigger dudes because they literally have a show every other night and it's like, yo, we'll get to you yeah. when it's that time. So I, I can't get mad at that cats, but, um, Anytime that, that we work with rhyme sayers, any rhyme sayers artist has always been 100% professional. They, they, they're really on top of all their business. And that's, you know, definitely why one of the reasons why they're as successful as they've been able to be independently. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's not a very long list. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm uh, noticing what you didn't mention there, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anytime we work with Rob Sarah, they've been, they've been super cool. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, shout out to any artist with that that's had a nice team. You know what I mean? This year, I would say, because um, it's fresh, uh, shout out to Whitney Payton. Whitney Payton's team has been super on point. Okay. Um, yeah, I would right. say that. <laughs> right on man yeah i've, I've worked with rhyme series for fucking 20 decades now and yeah i can echo the sentiment they're just pros man and just the nicest cats you know um you you know earlier you mentioned that um you guys had a pretty good run until the pandemic hit and i feel like that's just a setback that unfortunately a lot of people had to deal with but you having been there since day one or even probably pre-day one what are some of your favorite moments from the past events oh wow that's 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 the one that I do got a long list for you. Um, <laughs> year two, um, Obi Trice, you know, being mm. able to have Obi Trice on the bill. Growing up during that era, you know, I was in high school for the 50 and Eminem and D12 and all of that time. So getting to book him and getting to have him perform. And he actually brought out Swifty from D12. And uh, they performed his whole Cheers album. And he performed oh, wow. a, lot of the, a lot of the D12 and a lot of the Eminem stuff from the from drips to the Eminem show to like a lot of the mixtape stuff that was huge for me just like when I brought when I booked Obi like a lot of the um a lot of my local friends that aren't into necessarily into like um underground or independent hip-hop they were like yo Obi Trice they're like yo we know who he is you know so mm -hmm. that was uh, that definitely struck some chords um the year after that the show after that we ended up getting Benny and Conway and this was oh, Benny wow. and Conway before they were Benny and Like Conway. right before, huh? Yeah, so Benny Benny had just released Tana Talk 3, so people were barely coming up on him, but uh, Conway was already like kind of being getting known as a familiar act, but a lot of people were like, who are these dudes? And then a lot of people were like, yo, they should be headlining. Like the cats that knew were like, yo, they should be headlining. There was still a majority of the crowd that didn't know who they were, but um getting to get them early and then seeing where they've been able to take it. And, uh, yo, Conway started crying on stage. Like he was like, yo, I'm just so grateful you guys invited wow. us out. Like this, like we're finally seeing us, you know, we're living our dreams. So that, that was wow. huge to me. Um, the year after that, having MERS headline, mm. which was a huge for me because like I said, MERS put me on my very first festival. He, you know, he made us earn it. I had to earn my way onto the pay dues festival. And then, that was like, to this day, that's the greatest day of my life. And um, I was always looking for a way to pay Merch back. And I never knew how I was going to do it. But when I started the festival, I was like, if I could get Merch to headline one year, that's, that's, you know, me paying him back. And I had, you know, I was able to do it. We had the conversation and he was just him telling me that he's so proud of seeing me go from an opening act on his festival to now having my own festival. Um, it's just been a moment for him. And that, that was a moment for me hearing it. And, um, 
for the last one, I'll give you. Oh, that same show we had Mob Deep. So Mob Deep shut it down. Hey. There you that, go. There you wow. go. That, that wow. was huge too. But um, yeah, for the last show we had uh Evidence headline, and he actually brought out Boldy James as a special guest. And um, that was that was huge for us just because you know Boldy, everything Boldy's doing right now, everything Ev's doing, it was just cool to see him on stage together. Man, that's that's, that's super dope. dope, man. Um, all right, so Happiness of Pursuit Festival, October first in ontario california when folks come down what what should they expect what should they bring i watched the woodstock 99 documentary and now i I need to i need to know what i need to be getting into i'm not saying it's gonna be woodstock 99 but uh yeah yeah what's what's the vibe down there where are we eating most importantly yeah um you mean at the festival or like around the city uh we'll take both because i see you guys have vendors and and such going on so for the festival, which you can expect, I think when people hear the word festival, they automatically think something huge. The thing with um, Thought Fest, what we've been able to build, it's relatively small. It's like a small, intimate space, which we've only heard compliments from. Like, no one likes walking a mile to get from one stage right. to another stage. Right. It's, that's, that's ridiculous. But people like that. Wherever you're standing, you're getting like a good view of the Stage. You know, I can't tell you how many shows I've been to where I can't even see the artist. He's just looks right. so small because I'm so far in the crowd. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an intimate venue. You, you know, you can get around it pretty quick. We have um, over 30 local vendors and businesses, food, streetwear, record shops, um, everything. So when I say you're going to get like the local flavor, you're going to get, you know, okay. the, clothes, the food, everything. And um far as local food um if you've never been out here i'm trying to think something good for you guys um mr fries is kind of my joint my joint lately i don't know okay if you guys okay fries, but it's okay. actually like right down the street from the venue and it's like right by the uh the hotel where all the artists are staying but that like that's that's one of our joints <laughs> okay okay miss mr fries it sounds like fries. um fries. Uh, some munchy opportunities there um <laughs> Med 60 East, we're so happy to be a part of this year's festival. Um, and just happy to have you on the program, man. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me. A big, big fan of everything you guys do. Oh man, appreciate you, man. Um, looking forward to see you in person, man. Yep, likewise. See you guys down here. Video game, Yo, this is Video Dave, chilling with Dad Bod Rap Pod, and you know you better be listening, because it's the best. Awesome, awesome, thank you. I appreciate you. Downey Island Audio.